Good evening, good morning, or wherever you're at on the globe. Hey, and welcome to the Bobby Eaton Show. This is where we tell our stories our way. And that's what we do over here in the heart of Black Wall Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma, you know, right here. Uh, I want to give some uh, homage, some um, um, uplifting to my grandfather, Joe Eaton, who built the building that I uh, sit in right today. And uh, that's the reason we can do the things that we do over here, because of him. Anyway, uh, on Monday, we had such a great show. Actor Danny Glover was in the studio, along with Berkeley, California, former mayor Gus Newport, giving us some words of wisdom. They were on a campaign trail, and uh, they were in here talking, and um, we had a great conversation. So that's what the show is going to be about today. I'm going to do a rebroadcast of that show. So tell your family members, tell your friends, those who didn't get a chance to uh, hear that broadcast. And uh, that's actor Danny Glover and former Berkeley mayor. Oh, Gus Newport. All right. Here we go. It's time for the Bobby Eaton Show. Giving you information you'll want to know. Speaking on issues affecting us all and music for the soul. It's the Bobby Eaton Show. 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 Hello, world. Good afternoon. Good evening. Hey, and welcome to the Bobby Eaton Show, where we tell our stories our way. And that's what we do. And uh, my co-host, Ramal Brown's in the house. How are we doing, Ramal? Doing well, Bobby. How about yourself? Oh, man. Pretty good. We got a pretty good show coming up today. Yes, I'm excited. You excited about it? Yes. yes. Actor Danny Glover and former Berkeley, California Mayor Gus Newport yes. are going to be in here. They're running a little late behind schedule a little bit. Yes. But we got some real good stuff in the studio as yes. well. Yes, it's a political season, man, so a lot is happening, a lot is moving around the nation, and uh, it's good that to, to see people that are really campaigning within our town around this time, because Super Tuesday is tomorrow, so it is tomorrow, to so, you know, we want you guys to think about it, you know, yeah. when you are vote, and they're voting, vote for the right person. Yeah, yeah, you know, vote, vote for who the right you person. believe is the right person, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We got to get that man out of there. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, yeah. The president, he got to go. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. Woo. People do not like his policies and what he's doing. And no. uh, man, it's it's for for what people are saying, you know, in the community and all together. You know, there are some things that I don't agree with either, man. Um, is that you know he's just just turning the Something. country up. Yeah, 
a lot, whole lot, a lot of, of things, things I don't agree I say, with. A lot of things. You know, and it's the black vote. If we get out and vote, yeah. like we did for Obama, because mm-hmm. the black vote will decide the vote. Yeah. It will, yeah. It will decide it. Yeah. You know, so we got to get out and vote. And I think we're going to have a large black voter turnout, mm-hmm. you know, so yeah. we want you to do that. You know, don't yeah. sit around the house. Well, yeah. I don't want. You know, yeah. if you don't, if you don't have no vote, if you don't vote, you don't have right, no voice. Right, right, not at all. You don't hire people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. So you definitely want to get up, man. Don't, don't allow anything that's happening on the news or on your Facebook or your social media stop you from voting, man, because it does really count. You know, that one vote counts. It does. Hey, what's been going on in town, man? And so much has been going on. Yeah, around. you got a certificate, man. Yes. Tell, us, tell us about that certificate you just yes. proud of you, bro. Thank you. Thank you, man. It's a uh, program called the Black Upstart, and um, it is an amazing program to where they really help uh, a lot of the young entrepreneurs within the community to really thrive. Uh, and so basically they help us with our ideas, innovate our ideas, and launch us. So, what did you get out of it? Um, so I got, man, um, it was a mind shifting experience so i came in uh, with an idea of course radio dj and all the other stuff but she was like nope uh-uh, nope we're not taking that idea she was oh, like, really? she said you got to solve a problem within the community and come up with an innovation and so i was like okay and so, so what was your problem so my problem was that uh black biz- black owned businesses within our community don't have the resources to uh, advertise to the community and so I was like, yeah, we got radio. She's like, nope, you got to think of something else. Yeah, because she knew you were going to Yeah, so uh-huh. she, uh, she didn't allow us to do that. So she made us really think. And she, you know, we it was some heated times, but we got through it. And we all came up with our own innovation. So it was a good program. Oh, good, man. I'm proud of you. Yeah, you yeah. know, whenever we accomplish something yeah. and goals and things like that, yeah. you know, we got to do more of that. Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. So it's happening, man. Man, things are happening around here. Yes, you know, and I yes. just, I mean, there's so much going on and a lot of input from uh, the community and mm-hmm. we got a lot of, we got, you know, we got 14 shows here now. Yeah, man, here, that's um, amazing. Yeah, KBOB 89.9. So if you're listening, yeah. keep tuning in, you know. Yeah, it started we, with one. It started right here with the Bobby Eaton show. Yeah, it did. And it just grew. You know, when I first launched my show, it was just being here by myself. I was all shy and stuff. Yeah, didn't know yeah. what to say. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was kicked back and, well, okay. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. It was like that. But as I grew, I didn't know nothing about radio yeah. at first. Yeah. And that was three and a half, close to four years ago. Yeah. And now I've done a lot of research about it and know a lot of things, met a lot of jocks and yeah, people and yeah. kind of learned the business. They say sometimes when you become of age, sometimes you got to reinvent yourself. Mm-hmm. So that's what I did. Reinvented my, I'm not yeah. going on nobody's road, yeah. playing no bass guitars and none of that kind of stuff. So you're, like not, that. you're not going to be traveling all the casinos man, and playing please. with Bobby on the front. <laughs> like, oh man, you know, <laughs> I put together a little bitty three-piece band. Yeah. That'll be good. Okay. Okay. That's for fun. Right. You know, be good. I mean, I've done enough. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I, I really feel that way. Yeah, that's good. You know, but, um, Hey, we got Eaton Media Services, and we've got Not Forgotten Children, the nonprofit with yeah. Dean Finley, yeah. our business partner. That's the, that's the man right there, you know. So Dean has joined up with us here at Eaton Media Services and Not Forgotten Children. And we're building the brand, you know. We are for the community and for our people, yeah. giving them the knowledge and the history and some of the stuff that they need, you know, to have a good, fruitful life. Man, that's, you know? that's so important. So important. Really important, man. So we're waiting for actor Danny Glover 
But meanwhile, we got some of uh, what I call Tulsa superstars and powerhouses. 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 You know, we got Black Wall Street Times and Love Talk Radio. All right. So, you know, that impromptu jump you, on the mic. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Jump on the mic. So, you guys have a show. Yes. Here oh, at uh, KBOB 89.9. Right. And it's doing well. What do you think? Oh, I love it. I love it. I mean, it gives us an opportunity to talk about things that the community may not know about. Mm-hmm. Um, that's our whole platform. Is there are great things happening in North Tulsa? But a lot of people just don't know what's happening because we're kind of, you know, in our own little world, in our own little bubble, doing our own little thing. Yeah. And it's great stuff. But we got to get that out. Yeah. Get stuff out. yeah, I love the opportunity to give somebody some news they can use. And right. Sometimes you get all this news that you can't use. Yeah, that's true. Sometimes yeah. it's time to give somebody to call you and say, you know what, Bobby? I got some news you can use. <laughs> yeah. and, and your show is on Wednesdays, right? Wednesday, Wednesday yeah. from 1 p.m. to 2 p.m. right here. And we having a phenomenal time. People are tuning in from all over and uh, calling us, texting us, want to come on the show. And I'd be like, look, it's a genius call, Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're a genius call with them all. Right. We, gotta get to them. We, we barely on the boat. Yeah. <laughs> that is too yes, funny. Yes, it's our yes. fourth show coming up on Wednesday. Yeah. And, and you know, crazy. that yeah. first show you guys did, you had over a thousand views. Wow. Yeah. You know, people just, I mean, like, bam. Yeah, Yeah, they tuned in. You know why? I think because you guys advertise. (laughs) Y'all advertise your show. Yeah. Yeah. Overachiever. The Molly was was advertising and I was playing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Right. 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 (laughs) 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 Get the extra push up there. That is too funny. Continue on doing what you're doing. You're building the brand. And we're going to be out there. It's going to start warming up. Yes. Oh, yeah. Some things are going to get good. Yes. Yeah. Blast. Yeah. 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 All right. Black Wall Street is uh, on Black Wall Street, and it's a online news for Tulsa, Oklahoma, and for Black people as a whole. We try to speak for local issues as well as national issues and make a deep connection with the community. Yeah, I know. You guys are making some moves, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I've seen some big moves over there with Black Wall Street Times. Uh, Nehemiah Frank, you know, he it was a vision in his head, and he put it together. Boom. A lot yeah. of things going on Yeah, over there. Absolutely. What do you find that is exciting about being a part of Black Wall Street Times? I think the thing that I find amazing about it is that the creative freedom you can have working there, you're not working under a humongous corporation. Yeah. You're not working for like CNN where you have to kind of have a muzzle in your mouth because yeah. there's certain people you can't say things for because of advertisements and certain things like that. And I think since Nehemiah Frank is heading it, it's a lot of freedom and he understands issues. It's much better working for someone in my community than working for someone miles away. Yeah. Right. yeah. That's a good thing to go on. So Charles and Damali. You guys have an event coming up, right? Yes, we do. Tell everybody about this event you got going on. Oh, Edric, we get ready to celebrate seven years. Yeah. But if people don't know, try to start a not-for-profit that makes it for seven years. No. Ooh, it's, a lot, it's a lot of people in the community, they stop now and get out and be like, man, to be honest, I never thought you guys would make it. Man. You know, but I say with a lot of work and, you know, and, and dedication and a lot of support. 
you know, a lot of support for the community. So it's always that just working together, we've been able to survive. So next Thursday, if you to do, we're gonna have a little extravaganza. Hey, we just got Ramal to come out. He's gonna kick us off hosting a little bit with the juice. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, I hope everybody knows that since I've been announced it over the radio without <laughs> yeah. you got to show up. Yeah. <laughs> some former partners and some current partners and people just come out. Um it's gonna be loaded. We're gonna have food, we're gonna have music. Delta Tech Barber's gonna be at trimming up the kids for free. They're gonna be doing manicures, pedicures, mm-hmm. doing girls' hair, and we're gonna have food entertainment. We're gonna have a good time. It's gonna be more like a little festival. We're gonna celebrate getting into spring and right, we're gonna celebrate exactly. Kendrick seven years. I think we should have cake. What do you think? Cake, cupcake, a cupcake. big cake. Cupcake. Yeah. Cupcake. Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. Okay. Now we have brothers and sisters for now yeah. you know it's like yeah. family you yeah. know so like family and everything you guys do you do it a one you know first class yeah. and stuff yeah. like that so True. we want to come out yes yeah come out have a good have some fun enjoy themselves because a lot of times people say i don't have nothing to do mm-hmm. but when you got something to do yeah. they don't show up yeah, you know? yeah. so this is something that you can do and it's family friendly mm-hmm. so you can bring the kids out so they can turn flips and do whatever they want to, but as long as they don't hurt themselves because you know i'm i'm in charge of right exactly. making sure everybody is safe yeah, you know so. yeah you guys also have a summer program right yeah we, but we're we coming up sooner than that what's Maybe coming up sooner? we got spring break camp okay yeah. spring break camp you know people waiting to the last minute they need yeah. from them kids yeah. get the Get them out the house. Yeah. Don't let them so, eat your food. Yeah. They eat all your food. They sit up and eat up all the food. Yeah. yeah. So, and play on the PlayStation yeah. all, day, all day. Yeah. And we know how to love on them. Uh, we know what to do with them. So, hey, the 16th through the 20th, they'll be right at Edgerick is only 50 plus. And that's $60. Black- oh, the early bird. The bird. Yeah, they yeah, missed the early bird, bird special. It's $60. Uh, early bird. Uh, the worms. All yeah. the worms are gone. Yeah. So it went <laughs> they up. Missed the worms. First. Okay. You know, we started. Bobby, we were talking about it on our show. We was trying to stick. But okay, $60 still, and that's breakfast, lunch, activities. We're going to take them to the Jinx Aquarium. We're going to have all kind of fun activities. Yeah. That's pretty good. Right fun, but yeah. it's only $60. You can drop them off with us at 9 in the morning. We got them to 4. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? We got the poor care and yeah. after care. And that's good to invest in your children. Like that's that. right. You know, yeah. we'll go spend money at Golden Corral and right. all chilies and eat all this food, spend $40, $50 just in one day. You know what I mean? And, and, and we can invest in our children and our young right. And if you've got uh, a youngster that needs some volunteer hours, thinking they're going to head to college, if they're at least 16, we're going to have a training next Saturday. And 14. it's only from, from the 14th, only 9.30 to 11. And if you come out, you can be a junior trainer, which is no charge, but it gives some kids the opportunity to come out and volunteer. And then they can be part of the spring break camp, eat, yeah. hang out. Yeah. Get Learn leadership skills. College hours. College hours. So they 16 to 21. So we got yeah. you covered from 5 all the way to 21. That's good. 5424 North Madison right. Avenue. That's where we locate. Yeah, right. Now, I want to ask you about Black Wall Street Times. What is it that you guys got going on right now? You know, are you, you guys are writing a lot of different stuff, man. I mean, I see it. All these different events, things going on. Um, how do you guys come up with all of this content? I can't really speak to it as much as Nehemiah can because he's, I would say he's really the mastermind, mastermind behind most of the things that happen. Mm-hmm. There's no person I know who works as hard as him. As Nehemiah? Yeah, 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 I know. 
Well, hey, Nehemiah just came through the door. Maybe he can come over here and get on one of these microphones and uh, kind of explain Black Wall Street Times to our listeners, you know. So he just came. I'll put him on the spot. Right. You know. You know, Bobby, and I'll insert this. So what? Nehemiah used to work over at Edgerest with our kids during spring break camp That's and summer right. camp. Yeah. Yeah. So all family in the neighborhood. Yeah, right, right. Exactly. All family. Yeah. All family in the okay. Yes. Great, great. Tell us, Nehemiah, how you got started with Black Wall Street Times. Uh, so how did I get started with Black Wall Street Times? I pretty much pulled the money out of my own bank account. That's how I got started with the Black Wall Street Times. Um, I saw a need. Um black media wasn't didn't really have a loud presence on social media. And so I wanted to fill that gap, and that's pretty much what we did. And you've done a great job. Yes, I must say, you've done a fantastic. You've grown the brand and done a great job. And you know, it's something that we talk about over here all the time: is that we don't have enough black people, right? And the small here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, we only got a few little little small black media companies who are needing funds and needing this. And I believe that, this is my belief. Now, don't y'all beat me up behind it. <laughs> I believe when things happen in our community, anything good, bad, whatever, they should come to black media first. I, that's what I believe. But we'll run off, some of us will just run off to the big boys right. and all the white media, and we'll tell them all the stories, and we'll have to catch it on TV ourselves or someone telling us what's going on. But I believe you need to support your black media platforms first, mm-hmm. you know, and that's why over here, you know, we blackity, blackity, black over here, you know. That's, that's just, a, you know, I mean, I'm being real about it. So you need to support your black media. Mm-hmm. You know, Bobby, since I've been in black media, I've learned, um, I've really learned the difference between how we report the news and how just general America or white America mm-hmm. reports the news. And um, I was kind of troubled how uh, we just had the, ju- the Justice Julius, uh, the, the yeah, Justice Julius, Julius Jones, Jones right, right. Uh, event at Vernon. And mm-hmm. I noticed how um, the headlines were you know, were slanted in a way to where, you know, the broader folks that would see it would probably question if been on death row for 20 years is actually innocent. So, yeah, and he is innocent. Yeah, I agree. You know, I, I just feel that, you know, tell our listeners about the case for those who don't know. Um, <clears throat> well, Julie Jones, he's been on death row for about 20 years um, for a crime where all evidence points to um, a friend of his named Christopher Jordan, um, whose fingerprints and DNA happens to be everywhere. Julius Jones never got into the um, to the suburban that was stolen from the murdered victim, and um, he's been on. He doesn't even match the description. I probably I think probably the biggest right. evidence is that the uh, the victim, uh, his sister, would happen to be in the car when her um, her brother was shot and she gave the description that the uh, murderer actually had long hair that was sticking out um, and that happened to match the uh, description of Christopher Jordan. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Hey. Wow. That's crazy. That. That's crazy. So, so how, how can we support the Julius Jones project? Like, how can we support that? Uh, well, I- you don't have to make anything up. You can just uh, download it and you know adjust it to your 
likings and send it to Governor Stitt. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I'm, I'm pretty sure there's, there's several um, inmates on death row who are innocent. African-American males mm-hmm. and it got caught up and, you know, in the system. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Julius Jones called in um, to the church the other night. Yeah. And um, I asked Power. him, I, I knew the question, uh, the answer to the question, but I wanted, you know, folks to hear there was other media companies that were there as well. Mm-hmm. And um, I asked him if he thought any of the people that had been murdered since he's been incarcerated um, were killed and, or if, if any of those people were innocent. And they say, yes, I do think that a few of them. And so the Equal Justice Initiative actually, um, their studies show that one in nine death wow. row inmates are actually innocent. Wow. And Julius said that there's been 40 people that have been executed in Oklahoma since he's been on death row. And if you think about that, that's like, well, somewhere between three to Five people could possibly be innocent. It's horrible to think that that happens. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's kind of crazy, right there, huh? So, so I mean, but is is there a change within the systems that are like changing the, uh, I guess how the how the policies are? Because I know that now there's a lot of celebrities, rappers, and you know, just people in general, like the um, what's her name? Uh, the Kanye West's wife, uh, Kim, Kim Kardashian. Kim, yeah. Kim Kardashian. Kim K. There are a lot of people fighting for these different types of policies that are happening within jail and trying to help people to be free. Do you see a trend in people getting free from, you know, those those accusations? I mean, I see like one or two people getting free. It's not mad. You know, I don't really see a lot of um, policies being changed when it comes to um, the death penalty. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know for five years we weren't executing people because there was a botched... Um, mm-hmm execution where you know the person died horribly yeah screaming yeah. Uh, my body's on fire yeah and mm-hmm. um, dang really yeah. that's real crazy horrible wow yeah and i think this can imagine probably because um whirlwind development news you can use we attended you know we talked about yeah. that right here we had nehemiah come in with us live and so we went out to attend just to get more information mm-hmm. you know yeah. to be more informed yeah just to find out he was graduating the top 10 percent of his class he was on a scholarship at yeah. the University of Oklahoma and doing all those great scholarship. academic scholarships. Yeah. And, um, and, and just this To get caught up like that, huh? Right. And right. with Governor Stitt, you know, deciding to re-implement, you know, this um, lethal injection, I mean, he's talking about starting the schedule, what, 150 days? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So the urgency, that was about 30 days ago when he said that. That was right. about 30 days ago, so now. 120 days. Yeah. 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 So we got to get out. We got to get out. We did our petition. We sent it in, and we're encouraging others to do that as well. Right. You know, yeah. you know, and I'll and I'll just say that you know, listening to Julius speak, um, I loved his spirit. You know, because you know he is in isolation. Mm. Um, I, I had read one report which was a while back that said he hadn't seen outside for 14 years, but he did clarify yeah. in the conversation and said that he had been out, you know, a couple of weeks ago. For two months. Um, yeah. yeah. He hadn't been outside for two months. For yeah. two months? For two months. So, it, you know, it's been less. But, yeah. you know, I mean, so to be in that place, knowing that you are innocent, right. you know, and you've maintained your innocence the entire time, you've never, you know, wavered and said, okay, no, really, y'all, I made that up. I, I really was there. Right. You know, because people usually cave after a while. Yeah, right. He's never wavered. 
um, one of the things that he said that really struck me was he talked about how he was mad at God. Mm. for for a season Um, because he was like you know why did you do this to me why did you allow this to happen to me Mm -hmm. you know Um, but then you know he's now you know uh, readjusted his life got his mind back together and you know he's just like you know I'm good you know I'm gonna you know I I appreciate everybody for you know rooting for me and fighting for me you know because it gives me strength Mm -hmm. now to keep you know keep the faith and to keep the courage, you yeah, know, yeah, to yeah. keep walking this walk. You know, he feels like there's something that he is teaching people or showing people, you know, mm-hmm. he's kind of on a mission. Yeah. And I thought that was big. Yeah, you know what I, I mean? Powerful. Yeah, it's very powerful. Yeah. Real powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, we're going to take a little break for a minute and we're going to come right back here on the Bobby Eaton Show where we tell our stories our way. So we want you to stick around and we'll be right back. Okay. Or perhaps you would like to invest in Tulsa's African-American community. The Black Wall Street Chamber of Commerce is a great place to start. The Chamber was created to serve and increase the visibility of needs in our community. It is an umbrella organization for local businesses, the Tulsa Juneteenth Festival, BWS Black Women in Business, and the Grassroots Economic Development Fund known as BWS The Power Group. For more information about the Black Wall Street Chamber of Commerce or to donate to the Power Group, visit bwschamber.com. Hi, I'm Denise Tucker with Midtown Embroidery. We do it all from any type of promotional, from screen printing, embroidery, school uniforms, Greek lettering, workwear, monogramming. There's no job too big or too small and no location too far. Let us be your one-stop shop. We're located at 2808 East 15th Street, Oklahoma, 74104. Our phone number is 918-982-3254. Our email address is denise.selfsupaytown at gmail.com. Theater North presents The Face of Emmett Till, directed by Dr. Rodney L. Clark at the Tulsa Performing Arts Center at the Liddy Dungeons Theater, March 1st and 8th, 2020 at 3 p.m. and March 7th, 2020 at 8 p.m. This is his story told by his mother's work. Visit our website right now at www.tulsapac.com or call 918-596-7111. This is a story that you don't want to miss. The Face of Emmett Hill, directed by Dr. Rodney L. Clark. Be there. It's the Juice Radio Show, bringing the loudest people on our show. Tulsa's top chefs, music artists, and entrepreneurs. Sit down, exclusively with the Juice. rocking with the best. The Juice Radio Show, Tulsa. Right about now. Let's go. Find them on Facebook, the Two Dog Sports Talk. A place sports talk is talked about from a fan's point of view. North Tulsa's very own sports talk on 89.9 FM and Facebook Live with Drone and Yo. KBOB, the home of the Bobby Eaton Show, the Juice Radio Show, and Two Dogs Radio Show. Yeah. I do it big. Okay. You better R-E-S-P-E-C-T me. Tulsa, Oklahoma. Stay connected and call us now at 646-716-5525 and press 1 to go live. 
It's the Juice Radio Show, bringing the loudest people on our show. Talk to top chefs, music artists, and entrepreneurs. Sit down exclusively with the Juice. The Juice Radio Show talks. All right, we're back here on KBOB 89.9 FM. But Maul said I was playing too many drops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Running commercial like crazy. Uh, running commercial. Now, right. welcome. Yeah. No, I'm messing with you. This is where we tell our stories. <laughs> we put the ones we, we want to push. Right. Yeah, right. Oh, <laughs> and how many times? Right. About five more to go. <laughs> <laughs> that is too funny. You don't know what they have. Yeah. We listen to. How are we doing, man? Hey, I'm doing good, Bobby. I got to remember. What's your name again? Uh, Victor Lucerson. That's what. Right, yeah. right, right. And yeah. you wanted to say. Oh, yeah, so uh, I'm new to Tulsa, but I'm writing a book, history book about Yeah, book, you writing that book. Yeah, right. a history book about uh, Greenwood, a narrative nonfiction book uh, about the community and not just trying to focus on the massacre, but what happened to Greenwood both before and after that. Yeah. Um, you know, trying to focus on the entrepreneurship and um, camaraderie to help the community, but then also some of the systems that are involved in undermining it. Okay. Um, yeah. How long have you been working on this book? So officially been working on the book for about uh, six months, but I actually came to Tulsa. Oh, you just started six months ago. Yeah, huh? but I, I wrote a feature story about Black Wall Street okay. uh, for a website I used to work for called The Ringer. So I visited Tulsa in 2018 for the first time. And you're from uh, where? Uh, from I was from Atlanta before. Atlanta, ATL. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We were just down there not too long ago. Okay, we, okay. We took the Juice Radio Show down. Oh, nice, nice. And we had a ball down in the Oh, yeah. A lot of fun to be had down there. <laughs> yeah. A lot of information. So, so talk about the book that you are, you know, writing and, and producing right now. Like, what is the research like for you at this moment with the thoughts? Yeah, so a lot of it, like I said, it's going to be a pretty comprehensive historical book. So I'm starting with statehood and sort of the experiences of the Native American freedmen. Um, a lot of folks here know, but a lot of folks in Atlanta, I just don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of Black people were in the Native American tribes. Um, even at the time of the Trail of Tears and came to Oklahoma with the Native Americans and ended up having a lot of their land taken via faulty contracts, via uh, attacks, via... I've been looking through a lot of old newspaper articles and old land records, actually, sort of seeing the way that those... Um, that step happened, you know? Yeah. So, so a lot of what I'm trying to do is sort of... Like, we all know sort of big picture how these things happen, but I'm trying to find these are the details, details. of individual people yeah. who were wronged um, really via the system. So the crazy thing about it is none of it was really illegal. A lot of it, a lot of it was sanctioned by the government, by the systems we had at the time. So I'm sort of trying to look at how those systems have uh, perpetuated over time. Wow. wow, that's interesting, man. So you started writing this book six months ago, and now you, how far along are you? Not as far as I need to be. <laughs> <laughs> when do you think you're going to be able to finish it? Uh, my deadline with my publisher is, uh, June 21, so right right after the centennial stuff. Okay. And the idea is to sort of end it. I mean, there's sort of a question about when to try to get this done, and one idea was to try to get it done for the centennial. That makes a lot of sense, sales-wise, to be honest. But I wanted to be able to, A, have enough time to do all the research, and also to incorporate what actually happens at that time. Oh, yeah. I think there's a lot of concern right now that after the centennial happens, everyone's just going to forget about Tulsa and Greenwood and the issues in the black community. Right. Yeah, we have right. talked about that. You know, what happens when this is all over? Right, right. After this, everybody comes here and they go back to their prospective homes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Where do we stand? Right. Yeah. And those who of us who live here right. in this community. And one thing that I've been kind of concerned about is I would love to see a lot of black entrepreneurs 
get together, a little mom and pop, pop-up tents or whatever you may have, uh, be able to make some of this economic finances are going to take place here. Because we know that the, the hotels and Blue Dome districts, right. all of them going to capitalize on right. all of this money. Right. You know, they're going to do it now. Right. So you guys who are listening, start getting your stuff together right now to sell your merchandise, ladies with the jewelry, uh, produce, or whatever you may have to sell mm-hmm. to, to, to reap some of this yeah. income. You yeah, know, right. Because if you don't make any money during the centennial, it's your fault. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And generally, when people travel, that's the stuff they look for. Uh-huh. When I go to New York, I'm looking for the food trucks. When I right, go to exactly. Sydney, I'm looking. That's what people look for. Because generally, it's more authentic mm-hmm. than going to anything that's commercial. Commercial. Yeah. And another that. thing, it's going to be people coming here with food trucks and coming here with all kind of merchandise from other cities. Mm-hmm. They're going to be driving down, and yeah. bringing their stuff, so right. they can sell it at the Juneteenth festivals and all of this stuff that's going on. It's like I go, I walk down Greenwood. Like it was just yesterday that I was walking down Greenwood and I saw families, like people are driving from all over America to come. And it was people that actually, uh, they spoke in sign language. So, I mean, even all communities, all forms of people, and no matter what the disability is of their -hmm. their life, they're coming to understand and get a better perspective. Yeah, yeah. You know me and... uh, my business, we go down to the coffee shop down there every day. Yeah. And when people come from out of town, we go to Wanda J's, we go to Black Wall Street Tees, we haul at Tory over there, and Latoya Rose, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we just kind of make our rounds around up in there. And so when, when, when that happens, we can give the story and tell the story yeah. to, I mean, they congregate real heavy at Black Wall Street Liquid Lounge yeah. next to Lefty. Yeah, right. yeah. So, I mean, we're down there telling a story that needs to be told. And I think that's the challenge for a lot of people. They come and walk the one block of mm-hmm. what is the building. And yeah. That's pretty much it, all the story that they get. So they really don't get the explanation of everything that's happening and the things that are happening today within the community and the fights that we're fighting today to, to continue the legacy of Black Wall Street yeah. all together. Right. So it's good to have you guys down there. It's good that more day. people need to right. come down. You know, who know yeah, the exactly story. Right. Yeah. Who can tell the, uh, my dad be down there telling the history. Yeah. We be all down there yeah. telling the history, you know, because some people know some of it, but they tell it the wrong way. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, right. you know, it's good when you know exactly what happened. Right. And what I appreciate about your book as well is that, you know, the law was passed that they must teach children within Oklahoma about the uh, 1921 massacre. Right. And so more material that's coming out that even goes deeper than just what we see in movies and other things like that, but to understand that there were, you know, Native Americans, like we all have some type of Native American, you know, bloodline within us, you know, and the fact that some aren't uh, reaping maybe some of the benefits of that, you know, all together. Mm-hmm. So that is a challenge for a lot of us. And that perspective of the story is very important for us to know. Yeah. You know? Very important yeah. for us to know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that, no, that's what's going on. So I think it's, I think okay. it's important. Mm-hmm. Very important. Yeah. So we want that. Hey, we don't, y'all want to take another break? Sure. sure. Take another break yeah. and we're going to be right back. You on? We're on the Bobby Eaton show where we tell our stories our way. We give a voice to the voiceless. So we'll be right back.
all down out around the fence <laughs> line down there. We all really lined up. Up. It was all lined up. Yes. And we were out there like, why look at all these people? Going on to let you know it was a need. Yeah, you know what it was I mean? a need it was for a need and, and, and for everybody that came out, I mean, it was Oklahoma Community Support Coalition. That's what it was. Need media supported the family. Said so we collaborated yeah. together yeah. to do something See, good. When we get together, we can do stuff. Things That's happen. Right. You know, things, things happen, happen when we get together. You know, at a whole nother level. Yeah, right. Like, unity. It's all about unity within the community to make things really pop. And, and Edric has done a phenomenal job at just like curating it all and getting everybody together on, on one page, you know? So it's just phenomenal what Edric yeah. is doing. I believe, you yeah. know, when you educate our pool and you give them the knowledge that they need in their everyday life to mm-hmm. build their esteem up. Yeah, right. When you're building esteem, then people yeah. feel good. Yeah, right. you know, feel better. It's kind of like if you've been out there working in the dirt. All of that, and you just dirty, and you take that shower. Right. You yeah. know how you feel mm-hmm. after you done took that shower, and you done put on that deodorant and right. stuff. Right. You smelling, mmm. So you fresh, know, so clean, it's clean. So, yeah, right. So that's so important to a steam bill. Mm-hmm. You know, and a lot of mm-hmm. times I think uh, some of our community, we live in um, areas where the depression is kind of so heavy mm-hmm. that we just we engulf in some negative behavior. Mm-hmm. And we just need to upload, uplift those who are in that behavior yeah. and try to pour something into their spirit. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. A lot of big thing too, Bobby, at Edric is perception. You know, a lot of times people roll in the talk and they think when they get north that it's going to be bad or be negative, and that's not the case. Mm-hmm. We had an astronaut. Monday yeah, I know. I know. From NASA. Wow. Yeah, so the Space Foundation came out, and that astronaut came out with his whole entire team and had a good thing. Here's, here's the ticket, though, Bobby. After that, he was so excited. He said, this is the best energy I've felt in Tulsa. And and not just that, maybe even around the country. He said the kids were engaging. Um they they asked awesome questions. Mm-hmm. And he was you can tell he was yeah. amazing. Like he didn't want to leave. Yeah. yeah. You know, so yeah. shout out to the Molly. You know, she always doing something live on Facebook. She's probably yeah. doing something the same <laughs> Molly right there. Huh? But um yeah. she engaged some positive. Yeah. I call positive. her she's a servant. Yes. Yeah, you is. know, she's always yeah, serving at the, level, always. at the highest level. Oh, even at the White House. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So you guys just went to the White House. Uh-huh. Uh, well, I mean, a week or two weeks now? About three weeks three ago. Three weeks ago, you guys were at the White House. Tell me what you think. What did you think of it? You know what? The thing Y'all about, was on the inside of the White House. We was on the inside of the White House, yeah. and that's a different... I had never been. and different. It was it was a different field, different place, but um, our purpose for, for going, where we were able to connect with other people working around the nation, and because of the things that we was doing right here in North Tulsa, they invited us out. You know, and mm-hmm. no expense to us to go to talk about our programs here, which is Edirect and events and then mm-hmm. back in and some of the other things that we do. And we were amazed, Bobby, once we got there, they got like a little checklist. And it was paper, 14 other people sitting around the table. But guess who hit all 10 of the things? Well, on the y'all checklist? were hitting it out. Oh, I was smiling because, you know, sometimes you're working hard, you don't even know if you're doing it all right. You're just doing the best that you can. Mm-hmm. So to, to know that we was on the right track, doing the right thing was good. And it's because of partnerships. We can't take the credit. We just the sum total. Yeah. Of a lot of good things going on. You know, and what I'll say about that, Bobby, is for for me, um, going to the White House was it was huge. Um, in that, you know, I've been to the White House before because my daughter went to Kip mm-hmm. and one right. of their uh, field trips. Their her fifth grade field trip was to go to the White House. Um, and so when we went, we were on the visitation side, so where you go and do the little tours and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But to actually be on the other side where the business is taking place, wow. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's a totally different thing. And I remember walking down the halls, these long, what they, those long oh, halls man. were so long. And I remember thinking, man, 
you know, I was able to get here from just working hard, being humble, trying to help and serve my community. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And somebody saw something in me to be able to say, hey, we want you guys to be able to, you know, tag along with us because you guys are making a difference mm-hmm. in what you're doing. You know, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And, and so that was just huge yeah. um, to me, you know, to, to be able to just be able to experience. And, and also realizing that you're standing on the shoulders of others who came before that's you. That's it. Most mm-hmm. important. You know, mm-hmm. you know, most importantly that right. did things before you. So I'm always saying that, you know, a lot of times we get egos and we that's people right. get into themselves. It's all about me, 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 me. But they forget it wouldn't be about you. Right. <laughs> you know, that's if it hadn't you. been for some others that's who right. made it to where you can get to where you're at right now. Right. That's, that's what, right. Uh, and the thing about it, he was there during a unique time because it was during yeah. the State of the Union, Union address. Yeah. Right. It was during this impeachment situation. So we yeah. were at the White House during that time. And Right, Bobby. I was thinking about people back in Tulsa. So you know we exactly. went live. Yeah, I know you, know, you we did. We went live yeah. in the picture. So it was Secret Service agents. It took about Everywhere. 30 minutes to get in. They was like crawling from underground on top of buildings. <laughs> yeah. and it was so many important people. <laughs> you know, NBC during that time. Yeah, so everybody was nervous. And then yeah. I said, I'm to get that camera out. Because I don't know when we're going to get back. We're going to have to get some of those photos. Hey, I'm proud of you guys. You went on your trip, you accomplished your goal, you did what was necessary, and good. You know, it's good. Yes, yeah. yes. So as we're in the political season, yes. have you guys decided kind of like uh, who you, which direction you're going and who you're going with? Are you just still kind of thinking about it? I'm still filling people out. I've decided. You decided? Who, who are you going with? Bernie. You going with Bernie? Bernie or Bus. And there got to be a reason. <laughs> and there's a reason why you're going with Bernie. And tell us. His platform. First, he's for Medicare for all. The first two big things is Medicare for all and eliminating all college loan debt and then free public college for all. Mm-hmm. I think those three issues are very important for not even just me, like, of course, you know, healthcare issues for everybody. And a lot of people, my mother, for example, having college debt that cripples her and other millennials and people becoming in my age, people graduating soon like me. And it's a situation where in which if he was going against like Donald Trump, what could Trump say against one who has a history of being completely honest and fighting for these things? And even if you're a Republican, you still deal with medical bills. You still deal with your children having college debt. So even if Donald Trump calls him a crazy socialist or a crazy communist, other countries do this. There's evidence that it works. And while Trump lies, Bernie Sanders has policy proposals and they completely written out how he's going to pay for it on his website wow yeah so how, how old are you 18 okay so you registered to yes that's awesome but yeah. shout out to the shout millennials out. that yeah. are registered yeah. to vote yeah you know, I'm yeah. Get them in there. yeah register to vote yeah. i remember i've been at it a long time as long as probably even since in my lifetime so, right. so, so, so let me ask you this like um uh bernie versus uh president with um mm-hmm. President Obama, Biden, uh, Biden, Joe, Biden. Biden. Joe Biden. So like those two are like in the runnings right now and you know, the, the challenges. And so what is it that you're not so uh, favorite of mm-hmm. uh, Joe Biden? Well, okay. With the Joe Biden, for example, let's take his recent win in South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Of course, news have been talking about this is a big thing. Bernie Sanders won the last three states. In South Carolina, the last statistic I heard is about 70% of the voters are actually over age 45, which is where Bernie hurts the most. Mm-hmm. Bernie Sanders gets a lot of younger voters, specifically younger than 45. 
and Bernie Sanders has a movement. With Joe Biden, for example, there's many, he has ran for president three times and lost. There's many instances where in which he said, for like right now, is um, like the scandals he has about like touching women and being very, very creepy. Number two, the crime bill. The crime bill in the, in the um, 90s. There is countless clips of him talking about that and also talking about cutting Social Security and Medicaid. Mm -hmm. And so there's videos in the attack ads right themselves for those things. Not to mention his um, being on stage and starting to slip up and him saying things wrong and talking about lies like he walked. He was went to see Nelson Mandela recently. That's recently been a lie. He talked about seeing Nelson Mandela and getting arrested with a U.N. ambassador, Mm. a United States ambassador, which was proven wrong, of course, but these are the type of things we see coming out of him. And if he's going against Trump, Trump, for all he is wrong at, he is a good politician. He ran circles around Hillary Clinton in many ways. Yeah, yeah. You think he won't do that to Biden? Yeah. He got skill. <laughs> he got skill. Yeah. 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 Well, I, don't, I don't give Trump no credit for nothing. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm be honest with you. Yeah. Because I think you know, we got more votes. This should be like a yeah. million more votes. More the popular votes. Yeah. Yeah. got all the delegates yeah. and stuff like that. But right. I don't give him credit. Yeah, <laughs> you know, no, he just needs to sit down. And I try to listen sit to down, the end. Take a seat. Because with, with with media, like even media service, you never mm-hmm. know where smoking gun. You never know when news, breaking news, and somebody say something, it just changes the whole landscape of everything. That's true. Right. That's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Well, Bernie got some. He got some points. And uh, what do you guys think about Bloomberg? Bloomberg. Anybody can comment. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think about okay Biden? Bloomberg. You know. Yeah, I think think Warren. I think she just on the attack on everybody. Yeah, yeah. She just she's exactly. on she's on the attack. Yeah, she right. just busting everybody, yeah. just talking about everybody. Shots at everyone. And mm-hmm. I'm not a big Bloomberg fan. I mean, I respect the fact that he came in town and you know gave the Greenwood Greenwood initiative. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, which is a good initiative, but at the same time, I listen to the people. I listen to where where you're actually from, and there's a lot of people. Like, I would rather hear word of mouth than just a commercial for me. And word of mouth is saying a lot of people in New York are just like, nah, man, don't do that. Because there were some people that had came from Oklahoma um, and had uh, worked in the um, Trump administration. And I actually knew about the work that that person was doing here in Oklahoma. I was like, nah, that's not the right person to send to the nation. That's not the right person. And so I always listen to word of mouth and what other people have to say that actually have to live that experience at home. So it's just like Bloomberg. I mean, he's cool. I respect him, but it just, I was like, it's not my choice. Um, Where are you going? Who are you going um, with? Man, me, honestly, I'm, I'm going for Bernie as well. Yeah. Man. Like, I, okay. I feel that. And then I also like um, uh, the young lady. Uh, she dropped out. No, 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 not, not Klobuchar. Oh, okay. Um, Who are you talking about? Uh, the young lady. Who? No, no, no. She's no. still in the race. The uh, older lady. You're talking about Elizabeth Warren. Yeah, Elizabeth Warren. Yeah, Warren. Right. I, I, I do, I do like her as well. But her is at a her and Bernie Sanders. But Bernie Sanders, I think that you know, there's a lot of honestly, it's it's the fact that a lot of supporters that I you know, the Justice Julius, uh, the, the yeah, Justice Julius Jones. Jones, right. And so you started writing this book six months ago, and now you, how far along are you? Not as far as I need to be. My deadline with my publisher is uh, June 21, so I write right after the centennial stuff. Okay. And the idea is to sort of end it. I mean, there's several sort of questions about when to try to get this done. And one idea was to try to get it done for the centennial. That makes a lot of sense sales-wise, to be honest. 
But I wanted to be able to, A, have enough time to do all the research and also to incorporate what actually happens at that time. Oh, yeah. I think there's a lot of concern right now that after the centennial happened, everyone's just going to forget about Tulsa and Greenwood and the issues in the black community. Right. Yeah, we had right. talked about that. You know, what happens when this is all over with? Right, you know? right. After this, everybody comes here and they go back to their prospective homes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Where do we stand? Right. And those who of us who live here right. in this community. And one thing that I've been kind of concerned about is I would love to see a lot of black entrepreneurs get together, a uh, little mom and pop pop up tents or whatever you may have, uh, be able to make some of this economic finances that are going to take place here. Because we know that the, the hotels and Blue Dome districts, Right. And all of them gonna capitalize on right. all of this money. Right. right. You know, no they're gonna do it now. Right. So you guys who are listening, start getting your stuff together right now to sell your merchandise, ladies with the jewelry, uh, uh, produce or whatever you may have to sell mm-hmm. to 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 reap some of this yeah. income. You yeah. know, right. because if you don't make any money during the centennial, it's your fault. Yeah, yeah, right. absolutely. And generally, when people travel, that's the stuff they look for. Uh-huh. When I go to New York, I'm looking for the food trucks. When I right, go to exactly. Sydney, I'm looking. That's what people look for because generally it's more authentic mm-hmm. than going to anything that's commercial, yeah. commercialized. And like another that. thing, it's going to be people coming here with food trucks and coming here with all kind of merchandise from other cities. Mm-hmm. Right. They're going to be driving down yeah. and bringing their stuff so right. they can sell it at the Juneteenth festivals and all of this stuff that's going on. It's like I go, I walk down Greenwood, like it was just yesterday that I was walking down Greenwood and I saw families, like people are driving from all over they are. America they are. to come. And it was people that actually, uh, they spoke in sign language. So, I mean, even all communities, mm-hmm. all forms of people, mm-hmm. and no matter what the disability is of their, mm-hmm. of their life, they're coming to understand and get a better perspective. Yeah, yeah. You know, me and uh, my business partner, Dean Finley, we go down to the coffee shop down there every day. Yeah. And when people come from out of town, we go to Wanda J's, we go to Black Wall Street Tees, we holler at Tory over there and Latoya Rose, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we just kind of make our rounds around up in there. And so when 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 that happens, we can give the story mm-hmm. and tell the story yeah. to to people. I mean, they congregate real heavy at Black Wall Street Liquid Lounge yeah. next to Lefty. Yeah, right. yeah. So, I mean, we're down there telling a story that needs to be told. And I think that's the challenge for a lot of people. They come and walk the one block of mm-hmm. what is the building. And yeah. That's pretty much it, all the story that they get. So they, don't, they really don't get the explanation of everything that's happening and the things that are happening today within the community and the fights that we're fighting today to, to continue the legacy of Black Wall Street yeah. all together. So it's good to have you guys down there. It's good that more day. people need to right. come down you know? who yeah. know the story, exactly right. yeah. who can tell the, my dad be down there telling the history. Yeah. We be all down there yeah. telling the history, you know, because some people know some of it, but they tell it the wrong way. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, right. you know, it's good when you know exactly what happened. Right. And what I appreciate about your book as well is that, you know, the law was passed that they must teach children within Oklahoma about the uh, 1921 massacre. Right. And so more material that's coming out that even goes deeper than just what we see in movies and other things like that. But to understand that there were, you know, Native Americans like we all have some some type of Native American, you know, bloodline within us, you know, and the fact that some aren't uh, reaping maybe some of the benefits of that, you know, altogether. Mm-hmm. So that is a challenge for a lot of us. And 
that perspective of the story is very important for us to know. Yeah, you know? very important yeah. for us to know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that, no, that's what's going on. So I think it's I think okay. it's, it's important. Mm-hmm. Very important. Yeah. So we want that. Hey, we gonna y'all want to take another break? Sure. Take another break, right. and we're gonna be right back. You on? We're on the Bobby Eaton show where we tell our stories our way. We give a voice to the voiceless. So we'll be right back. You 
As we wait for the arrival of actor Danny Glover and former Berkeley, California mayor, Seth Newport will be here. So we're just kind of hanging out. But we got some superstars, you know, on the microphone. Uh, Black Wall Street time along with Charles and Damali from Edgerick now. So, so we got a we got a party going on Thursday, right? Well, let me get let me get you in the mix. Okay, yeah. Yeah, we got a party going going on. Edgerick Houston Family Fun Center is celebrating seven years. We fired up and excited about it. It's going to be next Thursday from four thirty to six thirty. We gonna have uh, Ramal there kicking it off with the juice. Yes, yes. We gonna have juice some radio juice show. Juice radio, huh? some grub. Oh, yeah. And for the people, you gotta remember this week before spring break, so you can get a free cut. Tulsa Tech Barber's gonna be out there. The cosmetologist's gonna be out there doing manicures. We gonna have food. We gonna be having an awesome time. Man, it's gonna be so, great, isn't it? You better come on out. It's gonna be like a festival. See, out I there. know what y'all's part is like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I already know. So it's gonna be good. So um, the vision of Edurek was by Pastor Melvin Cooper, right? The one and only, the man, the myth, the man. <laughs> how did it come about, man? Tell our audience how did it come about. Uh, Bishop Melvin Cooper and First Lady George Cooper always had a vision to have something positive to go on in North Tulsa because they felt like it was just not a lot going on and not a good, safe environment to go into. So they wanted to create this Edurek Youth and Family Fund Center. One thing that means it's for all. And we do after-school programs that run the entire school year. We follow TPS schedule. We do spring break. We do summer camp. It's not a movie cinema in North Tulsa. So we got a mini movie cinema out yeah, there. Yeah. We got yeah. a football field. We got baseball. We got basketball. We got a walk trail. All we right. got counseling agencies on site, uh, like Prima Donna and some of those people. Crossover Prep Academy is located out there. So that was another good thing that um, none of the TPS schools would let them use. You know, they use vacant buildings. And they came to us three weeks before school started. So that's what we was there for. We got that open up. So they'll be in our facility this year and next year. Yeah. So just having a, a lot of good things going on and it's focusing on education. Right? right, right. I know during the summertime, we have that back to school bash. Wow. And last year we gave, how many backpacks do we give away? A thousand backpacks. We gave away a thousand backpacks. Yeah. And, you- and people were all down out around the fence <laughs> line down there. We all lined lined up. Up. It was all lined up. Yes. And we were out there like, wow, look at all these people. Going on to let you know it was a need. Yeah, you know it was I mean? a need it was all for about a need. And, and, and for everybody that came out, I mean, it was Oklahoma Community Support Coalition. That's what it was. Need Media, supporters of family with cell. We collaborated yeah. together yeah. to and do something see, good. When we get together, we can do stuff. Things happen. You know, things, things happen, happen when we get together. You know, at a whole nother level. Yeah, man. Right. Unity. It's all about unity within the community to make things really pop, man. And Edgerick has done a phenomenal job at just like curating it all and getting everybody together on, on one page, you know? So it's just phenomenal what Edgerick yeah. is doing. I believe, you yeah. know, when you educate our people and you give them the knowledge that they need in their everyday life mm-hmm. and build their esteem up, yep. right. when you're building esteem, then people yeah. feel good. Yep. Right. You know, feel bad. It's kind of like if you've been out there working in the dirt and all of that, and you just dirty, and you take that shower. Right. You yeah. know how you feel mm-hmm. after you didn't took that shower and you didn't put on that deodorant and right. stuff. Right. You smelling, mm, so you fresh, know, so clean, clean. So, yeah, right. So that's so important to a steam bill. Mm-hmm. You know, and a lot mm-hmm. of times I think uh, some of our community we live in uh, areas where the depression is kind of so heavy mm-hmm. that we just we engulf in some negative behavior. Mm-hmm. 
and we just need to upload uplift those who are in that behavior yeah. and mm-hmm. try to pour something into their spirit. Yeah. 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 A lot yeah. of big thing too, Bobby, at Edric is perception. You know, a lot of times people roll in to talk and they think when they get north that it's going to be bad or be negative, and that's not the case. Mm-hmm. We had an astronaut at Edric last Monday. Yeah, I know. From NASA. I know, from NASA. Wow. Yeah, so the Space Foundation came out, and that astronaut came out with his whole entire team and had a good thing. Here's, here's the ticket, though, Bobby. After that, he was so excited. He said, this is the best energy I've felt in Tulsa. And and not just that, maybe even around the country. He said the kids were engaging. Um, they they asked awesome questions. Mm-hmm. And he was, you can tell he was yeah. amazing. Like he didn't want to leave. Yeah. yeah. You know, so yeah. shout out to Damali. You know, she's mm-hmm. always doing something live on Facebook. She's probably yeah. doing something the same. <laughs> <laughs> Damali right hot. there. Huh? But, um, yeah. She engaged, introduced yeah. I call her. She's a servant. Yes, she you is. know, she's always yeah, serving at the, doing level, always. at the highest level. Oh, even at the White House. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was, so you guys just went to the White House. Uh-huh. Uh, well, I mean, a week or two weeks now? About three weeks three ago. Three weeks ago, you guys were at the White House. Tell me what you think. What did you think of it? You know what? The thing <laughs> Y'all about, was on the inside of the White House. We was on the inside of the White House, yeah. and that's a different. I had never been. And it was, it was a different totally field, different. different place. But um, our purpose for or going where we were able to connect with other people working around the nation. And because of the things that we was doing right here in North Tulsa, they invited us out, you know, and mm-hmm. no expense to us to go to talk about our programs here, which is at direct and events and then mm-hmm. back in and some of the other things that we do. And we were amazed, Bobby, once we got there, they got like a little checklist and it was paid 14 other people sitting around the table but guess who hit all 10 of the things well, on the Well, y'all checklist. were hitting it all. I know. Oh, I was smiling because, you know, sometimes you're working hard. You don't even know if you're doing it all right. You're just doing the best that you can. Mm-hmm. So to, to know that we was on the right track, doing the right thing was good. And it's because of the partnership. We can't take the credit. We just the sum total yeah. of right. a lot of good things going on. You know, and what I'll say about that, Bobby, is for for me, um, going to the White House, was it was huge um, in that, you know, I've been to the White House before because my daughter went to KIPP. Mm-hmm. And one of right. their uh, field trips, their, her fifth grade field trip was to go to the White House. Um, and so when we went, we were on the visitation side. So where you go and do the little tours and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But to actually be on the other side where the business is taking place. Wow. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's a totally different thing. And I remember walking down the halls, these long, weren't they, those long, oh, the halls man. were so long. And I remember thinking, man. You know, I was able to get here from just working hard, being mm-hmm. humble, trying to help and serve my community. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And somebody saw something in me to be able to say, hey, we want you guys to be able to, you know, tag along with us because you guys are making a difference mm-hmm. in what you're doing. You know, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And, and so that was just huge yeah. um, to me, you know, to, to be able to just be able to experience. And, and also realizing that. You're standing on the shoulders of others who came before now that's you. That's it. Most mm-hmm. important. You know, mm-hmm. you know, most importantly that right. did things before you. So I'm always saying that, you know, a lot of times we get egos and we that's people right. get into themselves. It's all about me, 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 me. But they forget it wouldn't be about you. Right. <laughs> you know, that's if it hadn't you. been for some others that's right. who made it to where you can get to where you're at right now. Right. That's, that's what, what uh, and the thing about it, he was there during a unique time because it was during yeah. the State of the Union Union address. Yeah. Right. It yeah. was during this impeachment situation. So we yeah. were at the White House during that time and right, Bobby, I was thinking about the people back in Tulsa. So you know we exactly. went live. Yeah, I know you, know, you we did. We went live and yeah. took pictures. So it was Secret Service agents. It took about Everywhere. 30 minutes to get in. They was like crawling from underground on top of buildings. <laughs> yeah. It was so many important people. <laughs> you know, NBC during uh, Yeah, so 
everybody was nervous. And yeah. then I said, Tomorrow, get that camera out. Because I don't know when we're going to get back. We're going to put that photo out. Yeah. Some of those photos. Yeah. 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 Well, hey, I'm proud of you guys. You went on your trip. You accomplished your goal. You did what was necessary. And good. You know, it's good. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So as we're in the political season, have yes. you guys decided kind of like uh, who you, which direction you're going and who you're going with? Are you just still kind of thinking about it? I'm still filling people out. I've decided. You decided who? Decided who are you going with? Bernie. You going with Bernie? Bernie or bus. And there got to be a Bernie reason. Or bus. <laughs> and there's a reason why you're going with Bernie. And tell us. His platform. First, he's for Medicare for all. The first two big things is Medicare for all and eliminating all college loan debt and then. Co- free public college for all. I think those three issues are very important for not even just me, like, of course, you know, healthcare issues for everybody. And a lot of people, my mother, for example, having college debt that cripples her and other millennials and people becoming in my age, people graduating soon like me. And it's a situation where in which if he was going against like Donald Trump, what could Trump say against someone who has a history of being completely honest and fighting for these things? And even if you're a Republican, you still deal with medical bills. You still deal with your children having college debt. So even if Donald Trump calls them a crazy socialist or a crazy communist, other countries do this. There's evidence that it works. And while Trump lies, Bernie Sanders has policy proposals and they completely written out how he's going to pay for it on his website. Wow. Yeah. So mm-hmm. how, how old are you? 18. Okay, so you're registered to vote? Yes. That's awesome. But yeah. Shout out to the shout millennials out, yeah. that are registered yeah. to vote. Yeah, yeah. I'm need to get them in there. Yeah. Registered to vote. Yeah. I remember. I've been at it a long time. Long, time. long but probably even since in my lifetime. So, right. so, so, so let me ask you this. Like, um, uh, Bernie versus uh, uh, the uh, the vice president with um, mm-hmm. President Obama. Biden. Uh, Biden. Joe Biden. Joe Biden. So, like, those two are like in the runnings right now and you know, the, the challenges. And so what is it that you're not so uh, favorite of mm-hmm. uh, Joe Biden? Well, okay. With the Joe Biden, for example, let's take his recent win in South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Of course, the news have been talking about this is a big thing. Bernie Sanders won the last three States in South Carolina. The last statistic I heard is about 70% of the voters are actually over age 45, which is where Bernie hurts the most. Mm-hmm. Bernie Sanders gets a lot of younger voters, specifically younger than 45. And Bernie Sanders has a movement. With Joe Biden, for example, there's many, he has ran for president three times and lost. There's many instances where in which he's said, for like right now, his, um, like the scandals he has about like touching women and being very, very creepy. Number two, the crime bill. The crime bill in the, in the um, 90s. There is countless clips of him talking about that and also talking about cutting Social Security and Medicaid. Mm-hmm. And so there's videos in the attack ads right themselves for those things. Not to mention his um, being on stage and starting to slip up and him saying things wrong and talking about lies like he walked, he was went to see Nelson Mandela recently. That's recently been a lie. He talked about seeing Nelson Mandela and getting arrested with a U.N. ambassador, mm. a United States ambassador, which was proven wrong, of course, but these are the type of things we see coming out of him. And if he's going against Trump, Trump, for all he is wrong at, he is a good politician. He ran circles around Hillary Clinton in many ways. Yeah, yeah. I think he won't do that to Biden. Yeah. He got skill. <laughs> he got skill. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, don't, I don't give Trump no credit for nothing. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm just going to be honest with you. Yeah. Because I think you know, Hillary got more votes. Didn't she get like a yeah. million more sure, votes? More of the popular votes. Yeah. He got all the delegates yeah. and stuff like that. But right. I don't give him credit. 
for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he just needs to sit down. And I try to listen sit to down, the end. Take a seat. Because with, with, with media, like eating media service, you never know mm-hmm. where a smoking gun. You never know when news, breaking news, and somebody say something, and it just changes the whole landscape of everything. That's true. Right. That's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Well, Bernie got some, he got some points. And uh, what do you guys think about Bloomberg? Bloomberg. Anybody can comment mm-hmm. on what do you think about, okay, Biden, Bloomberg, you know. Yeah, I think I think Warren. I think she just on the attack on everybody. Yeah, yeah. She just she's exactly. on she's on the attack. Yeah, she right. just busting everybody, yeah. just talking about everybody. Fire shots at everyone. And mm-hmm. I'm not a big Bloomberg fan. I mean, I respect the fact that he came in town and you know gave the Greenwood Greenwood initiative. initiative. Mm-hmm. I mean, which is a good initiative, but. At the same time, I listen to the people. I listen to where where you're actually from, and there's a lot of people. Like I would rather hear word of mouth than just a commercial for me. And word of mouth is saying a lot of people in New York are just like, nah, man, don't do that. Because there were some people that had came from Oklahoma um, and had uh, worked in the um, Trump administration, and I actually knew about the work that that person was doing here in Oklahoma. It was like, nah, that's not the right person to send to the nation, that's not the right person. And so I always listen to word of mouth and what other people have to say that actually have to live that experience at home. So it's just like Bloomberg. I mean, he's cool. I respect him, but it just, I was like, it's not my choice. Um, Where are you going? Who are you going um, with? Man, me, honestly, I'm, I'm going for Bernie as well. Yeah. Man. Like, I, okay. I feel that. And then I also like um, uh, the young lady. Uh, she dropped out. No, 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 not not Klobuchar. Oh, okay. Um, Who are you talking about? Uh, the young lady. Who? No, no, no. She's no. still in the race. The uh, older lady. You're talking about Liz- Elizabeth yeah. Warren? Elizabeth Warren. I do like her as well, but her is out of her and Bernie Sanders. But Bernie Sanders, I think that, you know, there's a lot of, honestly, it's, it's the fact that a lot of supporters that I, you know, support, a lot of influencers that support him. So it's like, they must know something deeper than what I've studied personally. You know what I'm saying? So there's more that I do have to research and study, but I think Bernie for yeah. me, and I think you should do your research before you decide to just go in there and vote for somebody. Yeah. Don't vote for anybody for any popularity contest, yeah. but yeah. vote for what they stand for. Right. You know, and that's what you need to know. Because I do know? have to grow in politics. Like, that's not my lane. That's yeah. not something that, you know, I just sit and study. But, mm-hmm. you know, I. But you got to know who you're voting for. Definitely, definitely. And that's, you know, that's you, what you know, I go into. Is I hate to study. see people going in and check a box. That they don't know they anything don't know. about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just check right. a box. Yeah. Just to for just to check one. That's what I you like know? about local politics a little bit more, like the people in your Well, it's more it's because more important. I can know yeah. what you do prior to going in office. Yeah. You know, you just get a better feel, you know, because what you do before you go in office is what you'll do more of once you get in office. Mm-hmm. So um, that's why I have to just kind of listen because, like I said, if they say breaking news, yeah. the whole landslide is just shame. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think if they say so. breaking news, news. yeah. 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 I was going to say, I think, especially when we talked about, um, like, don't go in and checking boxes and don't go for a popularity contest. Mm -hmm. Uh, Interesting thing. Exactly. Is I talk about, like, it's easy for us, like, people who are in local politics and they're or in this and listen very closely to judge other people who don't know as much or vote Mm -hmm. will be viewed as wrong. But Mm -hmm. to be completely honest, for example, like, I'm a high school student. I have Mm -hmm. a lot of free time. Yeah. Right. I can sit, <laughs> I can sit around and just listen to politics all day. But if someone's working two jobs, they got kids, you know, mm-hmm. they don't have time to look at the news twenty four seven. Right. So they just listen to CNN, hop in, hop out, and that's what they get their opinion from. That's right. Mm-hmm. So I think it's the job of like people like us and local media and yeah, people, local media, and that's what we need, you yeah. know. So Absolutely. we're gonna take a little short pause for the calls, and we're gonna uh, come right back. You on KBOB? 
89.9 FM Community Radio.
um, Gus to talk because it gives some sort of context to my own history as well. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, when I, I, I just before when I finished school, San Francisco State, I was part of that 1968 strike and I mm-hmm. student strike in 1968 that brought about the uh, School of Ethnic Studies. I came and did a planning internship at the Berkeley City Planning Department, and I went from there to the Office of Community Development and Model Cities program in San Francisco. Model Cities. Model yeah. Cities. I was yeah. a part of that uh, in its first years in San Francisco. So one of the things that I've always been interested aside from just public education, is that also what happens in the, in, in the framework of of of, of city city governments mm-hmm. and, and public policy and that and that's where things happen at that particular level. You see yeah. things that happen right. that they're gonna happen. Mm-hmm. You know, and the choices are made at that level level level. I live in a city that's been heavily gentrified. Mm. San Francisco, California. Yeah. I was yeah. born and raised yeah. there. My mother and my father settled there right after the war. He was discharged from the army. And so I have some sort of context through my own life what it that the, the traditional or historic black community look like the Fillmore. Fillmore. They always referred to Fillmore as Harlem West mm-hmm. and everything. So that's some sort of context that I have saying the struggles in order to slow down, not stop, but slow down redevelopment, which is now referred to gentrification. At least people had a voice yeah. in terms of, of redevelopment. Mm-hmm. The organization like the Western District Community Organization, those are organizations that I went to as a young adult you know, when I was 22, 21, 22 years old and kind of watched that process. So I, I get that, 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 so Bernie comes from that vantage point around local development, around the participation or the voices that people have within the structures that are most immediate to them, city governments. When we, we talked about supporting them, it's because of all supporting Bernie in his effort to, to, to not only unseat Donald Trump, but uh, also to be the city in the White House itself. We, th- we think about it from that vantage point. What are the ways in which local, because we're going to have to think local in a lot of ways. What are the ways in which local development can be enhanced by a president who knows about it and works through it and has, it, has first-hand knowledge of that? You know, there are a lot of things that, that we can talk about but when we talk about what affects people's personal life, what affects their life directly is right happens in their in their own community, on their own backyards, and their own block and everything else. Man, that's interesting right there because you know, gentrification is something that's very serious and it's happening in our communities across the United States Absolutely. of America. You know. I mean, it's taking place everywhere. Yeah. Even right here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, where you're at right now, a lot of the structures, uh, urban uh, renewal, which is urban removal, that's right. you yeah. know, yeah. That, exactly. that's basically what it is, urban yeah. removal. Yeah. And they come into our communities, and a lot of businesses come over here. They don't ask the community what yeah. the community wants. They yeah. want to do what they want. So they tear down all of your historical buildings. Mm-hmm. They build freeways through things. I mean, right. they just destroy your history that you need to pass right. down to your children. Yeah. And it becomes the kids ride around. They don't see all these empty lands and old mm-hmm. broke down buildings. Mm-hmm. And so that gentrification destroys. It destroys a lot. It takes away the culture. My daddy often says, we didn't lost our soul. You know, mm-hmm. S-O-U-L, mm-hmm. you know, and when you start losing your soul as far as 
you know, James Brown soul, you know, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about, your soul in your community. Yeah. Because I remember a time, man, when uh, in this community, the way my grandmother got sick, mm-hmm. you know, Miss Williams bring a pot of greens, mm-hmm. put it on her stove. He, she, here, baby. You know, I grab it, put on Miss Jones, bring some cornbread. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it was a community. Now we, we, it took a village to raise right. a child. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so things have changed so much. You know, and it's 2020. I remember core. I remember some of the things because I'm kind of in that age bracket a little bit. Yeah. But I remember when blacks were unified and had more uh, culture within. That black dollar would go around and come right. back around right. and go around and come back around yeah. so much that you had that economic development, mm-hmm. you know, that took place. Well, you know, the same happened to me in San Francisco. I, I live in the same neighborhood that I live in. Well, you live, live in Knob Hill. No, no, I'm in the picture, man. But, but I've lived yeah. in the same neighborhood since I was 11 years old. I lived yeah. 12 blocks from where I grew up. Oh, man. In San wow. Francisco. And, and, and when I bought my first house, it was just before my 29th birthday. I was working in city government then, and I was able to put together enough money and everything. Me and my wife were able to put together enough money mm-hmm. in order to buy a house, which I, which I still live at. Wow. Still so, living. Still living in that house. So, so the, the question comes, and I've watched the process myself up front. You know, from way back in, in the, the uh, redevelopment, nineteen sixty six, nineteen sixty seven, in the old Fillmore, and I've watched that. But I also watched a coalition of people come together. That was the key part, where they were African Americans, where they were Japanese Americans, whether they were uh, white, whether they came together in order to be a force against that redevelopment and try to change it. And some things came out of it. It wasn't all positive. Some things came out of it. So I'm saying, if you go to the Fillmore now, some of the, the low, low income housing mm-hmm. was a result of that. These were people who were standing up, citizens who were standing up in their community and demanding that their voice be heard. And I think, I think that when we have, we have someone in the houses understanding what is happening on the local, understanding how vital it is to be, to to to, re, to to encourage and 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 also support what is happening local, we have something special in that. Yeah, uh, Mayor Newport, you know, uh, it was said that Bernie was in the civil rights movement. That's what Core is. Core well, is, Cora is a civil rights yeah. movement, yeah. And, and he worked alongside with you. Right. Was, uh, all the people we knew back there was Jesse Jackson and others. He endorsed Jesse when Jesse ran for president in '84. Uh, he's been out there. A long, long time. But I think the problem now, we don't really understand deeply what America is. We're 47th in the world in literacy and education, 72nd in healthcare. Wow. Bernie mentioned something about Fidel Castro a few weeks. When I was a mayor of Berkeley, we followed the education program that Fidel installed after the revolution. Mm. Cuba has an illiteracy rate of 0.1% right now. Wow. Mm. And as poor as they are, once Russia pulled out whatever, they still, everybody has health care, et cetera, whatever else. We put, applied that to Berkeley, and more black kids ended up getting scholarships to Harvard and Dartmouth and those schools and whatever else than any city in the country. History has, you have to have an analysis of what created the conditions in order to know what to do. I ran a project called the Dudley Street Neighborhood Initiative in Boston after I was mayor. We're the only nonprofit in the history of the United States that got eminent domain authority over all vacant land. The history came together and created a master plan. And through that, we work with MIT to gather the data and do an analysis and create GIS maps to educate everybody mm-hmm. from the community 
to the small businesses, to the bankers, to the government and everybody else to look at the plan that we wanted so that the dollar recycled, so that we educated our young people and did all things necessary. Bernie Sanders was a part of that development also. Well, well that's, and the first thing, I went, when I went up to 1992, went up to a celebration at a community. I saw Cape Verdeans, Ta- Italians, African-Americans. I saw a whole the plethora of people, a multicultural, multiracial uh, 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 community there coming together at that particular point, bringing people together. This campaign is about that, bringing people together. It's about justice. It's, it's, about, it's about all the things that we need to talk about. We talk about here, and, and we know that, that, that here, uh, I mean, I just read an article where, where the, uh, the, the Attorney General and the, and the uh, sorry, Reba Institute will bring back the death penalty. You know, not bring it back, but so yeah. we saw yeah, yeah, yeah. it. They already had it in place. Yeah. We saw the death by that, you know, and, uh, by the death penalty here. Us right here. Yeah. Given the size of, uh, in this state, given the size of, of the African-American community, which is about 9% of the population, they're the ones who are most, most likely to be on death row as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and to see that you guys have always been forward thinkers, uh, even in your time, and to see the span of when you saw when gentrification was happening up until now, where gentrification is happening in, in the White House in a way. Like, so where do you see how Bernie can really turn things around within government and, and what plans in place do you see that you support? Because he's already talked about Medicare for all. Mm-hmm. Because Healthcare isn't covered for everybody. Right. In the Western world, all those other countries have it. Western Europe, mm-hmm. Canada. Yeah, yeah they do. Sure. Jack O'Dell, who worked for uh, Jesse Jackson and uh, various other places. And Martin Luther King as well. Yeah. Right. Jack lived, O'Dell. That's right, who lived to be 95, yeah. moved up to Canada mm. uh, in wow. his later years. And we used to talk all the time because 95 was in the hospital several times. Mm. He said, damn, Gus, you know, I've been in the hospital, and that little bit of bill they gave me ain't nothing. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, it just the pound, cost of a pound of coffee or something. Wow, really? And, 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 and things like that. The pharmaceutical industry and insurance controls health care in this country is a part of a capitalist system. And what we're trying to do is create an uncapitalize this system. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and you yeah. know, Martin Luther King well, wrote a letter in 1952 to Coretta before they got married saying, darling, I love you. We're going to get married. But I want you to understand I'm moving away from capitalism huh. and moving to democratic socialism. Mm-hmm. He and Martin, Luther, he and Malcolm were becoming close friends. They were. Yeah. At the end of their lives. We're doing a movie on it now. Yeah. Wow. But as I say, history's not recorded. Yeah. After he got back from Mecca, at right, That's right. But, 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 but even before that, even before then, even before that, last three years, because remember, Malcolm right. got put out of the Nation of Islam. Yeah, he did. Right after Kennedy got assassinated, mm-hmm. and 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 that was misinterpreted by 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 the media yeah. and whatever else. Yeah. Then he created Muslim Mosque Incorporated. Then he invited me to help him create the the uh, in, uh, the alternative institute we created, the Organization of Afro American Unity. Mm-hmm. I was traveling with him four days before he was killed. But I want you to know they were all looking at democratic socialism. This country does not want to see wealth spread for the good of society. I mean, Bloomberg up here trying to buy the presidency Mm -hmm. in blind box all over this country along with it. We can't have that. There's got to be an approach that makes sure that our next generation 
are able to have the vision and the focus for what needs to be. And I'm so glad my grandmother started taking me to see Paul Robeson when I was five years old. Mm. She went to school in the fourth grade after picking cop one day in Virginia, walked in, white teacher slapped her without asking questions. She walked out and never went back. Mm. But she became an avid reader. But she didn't move north where I grew in Rochester, New York, and took me and began to look at education and all those things, the things that were necessary. Yeah. That's where our love had to come from. The beloved community is what Martin called it, even segregated communities, but everybody right. was seen as an equal. Right. right. This is where we're coming to. Right. And, and that's where Bernie's coming from. And yeah. the, the whole idea of his Thurgood Marshall education platform, which not only deals with uh, eliminating the debt that that, uh, that students have, uh, and the, the debt 45 million Americans in this country has loans, student loans, that that certainly have suffocated them and haven't been able to begin to carry on with their lives. But he's talking about expanding and tripling the money for Title III. Now, there's some real, real interesting dynamics when you talk about public education right there, mm-hmm. in the, which is in the process of being privatized, being privatized by charter school. So the early dynamics that we need to talk about when we think about public education, since this country has never had a national education plan, we were together in New Orleans just before Katrina with Bob Moses and the Algebra Project talking about quality education as a civil right. Mm initiative. We've been had meetings in DC at Howard University and all that in terms of that. Talking about that. Then this initiative brought about 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 by Bob Moses, who we all know is is one of the great civil rights leaders of, of uh, 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 civil rights leaders, but also has again to address the issues of public education yeah. and what we need to do. And his ideas around public education is that the money has which goes through from the federal government to the state needs to go and this does not go directly from the federal government to the state, but those programs within the communities that determine how the, that money should be met, met and need and, and used. We have we have defunded public education. We have not only defunded education. We 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 have uh, have 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 taken the whole role of teachers and yeah. deprofessionalized teaching yeah. as it well. Yeah. To teaching what well, my mama was trained as a teacher. My sister was trained as a teacher. I got I got three of my nephews, four of my nephews and nieces who are teachers now. Mm-hmm. So we have to kind of elevate that. We have to pay them the kind of money that they need that they need to live. And then gentrification hasn't helped helped either with the teachers. The teachers yeah. have to live way, way out yeah. somewhere. Yeah. All, unable to do that. All these are real things that we have to tackle with. But we have to believe and know that they're important for the, not only the future of our community, the future of our country, but the future of us as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what do you say, what would you say is at stake? Just say, you know, um, you know, that Barney didn't get the opportunity. Why is it so very important for us to get in there, for, for, for Bernie to get into office? What's at stake if, if we don't vote? What's at stake is you're going to maintain the government and the country you have and possible Donald Trump might be president for another four years. And I think me being going on 85, yeah. coming through the Jim Crow era, mm-hmm. this is the worst I've ever seen it. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's the wow. worst that really? I have bad. ever it's seen. It's terrible. And you know, we've got to have an analysis. You young people are intelligent. You're the leaders of the future. Yes, sir. 
y'all graduate with student loans. When I, I was a Martin Luther King fellow at MIT for two years, mm-hmm. I had graduate students coming out with student loans of $500,000. Right. You graduate into slavery. Mm-hmm. Slavery is practiced in two ways in this country, through incarceration or through student loans. Sure. And wow. then it perpetuates the status quo of what is. It doesn't allow us to really be creative yeah. and do the things that have to do, yeah. to work with other countries. Yeah. We got to blow the military budget. I was in the military for almost two years, I'll say almost, wow. because I got drafted, mm-hmm. and my responsibility was watching all the boats around the world. But I asked too many questions. They put me out. I got an honorable discharge, but they put me out. The sad reality, people keep saying, where are you going to get the money from to do this? We can cut the damn bloated military budget. We got a thousand military bases around this country. For what? Are we supposed to be God of the world or something? We should be looking at an approach to peace. Trump has already bombed two countries since he's been in office. And here we got uh, a secretary of education who's a billionaire, and she created all kinds of charter schools that just for everything that is irreplaceable in damnation to what we could do while we build the future. My my daughter is a teacher. I've had to beg her for five or six years, don't quit, because the federal government was controlling teaching. Now she's in Atlanta, and she is the math and computer specialist. She's got a job now she really likes. I spend a lot of time in the South because I'm on the board of Project South. And one of the things we do is engage a lot of young people, especially a lot of the brothers who were formerly incarcerated. When they found out I knew Malcolm X, they wanted to have talks about it. Right. They want to know all about that, right. whatever this and that. Right. And so it, it's that. It, it, it's sharing what we know. And no one of us knows it all. Mm-hmm. At soon to be 85, I learn right. something so, new every day. Learn, Thank good, yeah. good God Almighty. Yeah. Look here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's just generation. This is a generational movement. Yeah. Yeah. You know, where we place ourselves in. And we've been... We were part of a generational movement yeah, of yeah. change that are here. This generational movement is taking another step. Yet, yet there's still the elders uh, like uh, myself and Gus and that who know that we're intricately a part and connected yeah. to this movement yeah. as well. Yeah, you know because of what we've learned from the past, how we've been able to to identify some of the things that we we didn't maybe we didn't didn't come across our our viewpoint yes. at, at at a particular point in yes. time. We're at a crisis now. We're at a crisis, whether people want to believe it or not, with climate change. Yeah, We're true. really at a crisis. Yeah, that's an who issue go, right who, there. Who are going, who are going yeah. to be most affected by Us. poor people? Poor, poor people around the world right now are affected by it. Within this country, we're talking about climate change. We're, we're talking about even how how we process our meat, yeah, you know? Sure. How we process our meat and how we grow our meat right now, whether it's chickens, chickens and beef are the largest emitter of CO2 yeah. gases. Wow. Not the automobiles, but chicken and yeah. beef, the production. Wow. So there's so many things that, that have to happen now in terms of getting a handle of it. If indeed we're able to try to change this around, particularly this country, because this current country is the race, the face of whatever we want to call the free world. Right. Everything. Within this country, we're able to do this turnaround where the president is going to not only right. respect uh, suspect who we are yeah. in our communities, Main Street, who we are in our communities, but also going to respect respect other governments who are trying to find other ways in which they can mediate mediate their their, their issues at the, at within, yeah. whether environmental issues, whether issues about development yeah. and everything. Yeah. It's funny that we are at this particular point, the richest country in the world, and we have around us some of the some of the, the most the most I, how do you say the most. 
the wealth that is that is concentrated sure. in just the hands of the uh, few mm-hmm. at any time in human history here. Sure. Wealth is just common, uh, concentrated in the hands of just a few. Yeah. But but don't you feel? Do you feel that uh, countries like China, you know, who are technology ahead of us, you know, and they're they're so kind of like disciplined. I guess that's what we get over here. You know, and I lived overseas for about three years, and uh, I was on the other side of, you know, Dubai and all that stuff over there. And uh, I realized that people were looking at the United States almost like laughing, like we're laughing stock here in the United States. Uh, they were like, oh, Americans, Americans, America. Danny, you've been all over the world, you know, and, and, and I'm pretty sure you've heard some of that, too, in certain countries. You know, well, I, I mean, I, I haven't been to China, but you mm-hmm. know, I, I know one thing: <laughs> the Chinese, Chinese civilization goes back five thousand years. Yeah, it does. So whatever yeah. they think about. And Frisco, and Frisco, not, not, and Frisco not, not, has not, a whole not, heavy not, Asian not, base now. Uh, Frisco, not, not just two hundred, mm-hmm. just like two hundred some years that we found here, four hundred years that they found the Mayflower. You know, the Chinese came to the New World right. in their own their own ships in the eleventh century. Mm-hmm. The Chinese came to it. We don't learn that about the Chinese came. No, to we don't. We world. don't learn anything. We came about to the New World. Right. It's ships that made the the Nina, Pina, and Santa Maria look like toy boats. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Right. Like, those are the ships that they came. That's the we, we don't learn that mm-hmm. in the sense. You know, we don't know that Native Americans came together in the 11th century and began to devise methods and ways in which they can live on the planet, live in this space that they have together. That's what Native, Native First Nation people did in the 11th century, 300, 400 years before Columbus ever made his way across. The so these are the kind of things that we said, that the people have always had ways in which they deal with the world and deal with the time that they're in right now. China is where, is it, where it is, of course. It is where it is. And part of that is because of capitalism itself. Yeah. Yeah. That is capitalism is divided. Where those jobs were outsourced to China because of cheaper labor yeah. or outsourced to Sam Pan because yeah. of cheaper labor or other places and towards the cheaper labor and all that that was part of this. So uh, and, and understanding this is a part of this as well. Our dilemma, our dilemma is with where do we, where do we deal with this, where we are right here with this massive concentration of wealth here where people are working two, three jobs just to make ends meet and not making deep, where minimum wage is still below, below with no health care, but but below $8 or something like that. Where do we now, where do we now put our foot down and transform the moment that we're in right now? In a sense, where we see jobs outsourcing all the time. What was the one of Trump when he came in? That he was going to bring jobs back. Mm-hmm. That was one of the problems here. Yeah. Constituency. Yeah. He's going to revitalize those urban, those those, those small communities and and yeah. rural communities that have lost their job and lost their identity. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's happened. It's, it's happened. It's happened for a long time before Trump. You know, mm-hmm. Le- all Levi Strauss that we used to be wear used to be made where here mm-hmm. in those yeah, small communities. Mm-hmm. You know, in small communities, different around the all around the country. <laughs> they did was to basically. They sold out to the lowest bidder. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the lowest bidder brings down the living living wages and living style of all of us. So there's a way in which we we have to 
we have to stand up right at this particular moment and talk about this. It's not. It happens in incremental ways. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't happen in, in, in one administration itself. Right. Right. You know, one administration that we've seen with the Trump has been able to do some damaging things. Yeah. First of all, walk away from the Paris, uh, Paris Climate Accord. Uh-huh. And they did that. They actually did that. And then promote the whole idea that a lot of other right-wing people, uh, 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 governments take on, take on the climate change, changes is a hoax and everything. It's something that, I mean, it's a Chinese plot or something like that. Yeah, like this yeah. Bolsonaro in mm-hmm. Brazil. Yeah. Brazil he, he, he pretended that there weren't fires, the fires that were raging in the Amazon, right. that they were caused by the people there in the Amazon. These fires, the Amazon represents 20% of the world's oxygen. It's the lungs of the planet, the Amazon rainforest. Yes. Yeah. So it's just as important for us right here to deal with the, the, the these things in terms of fires in the Amazon as it is important for the people of Brazil itself. Mm-hmm. But in the rest Brazil. of the world. Yeah. 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 I understand. So those that. are the things that we, we got work to do. You know, whatever, yeah, whatever we got a lot of work to do. Whether we here, here. This work began today. But there's a movement happening and a discourse that is happening. What we brought to the table, what is the Bernie campaign brought to the table? Mm-hmm. He's brought health care for all. Boom. Across the, across the board, across the board, across yeah. the board. Yeah. right here. That changes a lot of things. And when you go and negotiate, negotiate within, with it, when you, you know, because we got a lot of people who don't right? have no health care. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so we talk about that. We talked about about eliminating the debt that 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 college students have uh, that 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 have gone to college and promoting free public college. Remember that free public college. Boy, it's right. It's talking about helping H H U B C C. You know, I'm talking about historically black colleges and universities. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Those are the kind of things that we're talking about. So we're on that level. It talks about a minimum wage. We have Amazon already has fifteen dollars <laughs> yeah. an hour. You're yeah. right there. Yeah. And that was on. That was because of Bernie Sanders. Mm-hmm. Bernie Sanders in there, but that had been part. Not just Bernie Sanders. It was a movement that made demand for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Bernie Sanders is also the manifestation of this movement as well. Yeah. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And it's it, uh, that, that, so all of those are things that we we can pigeon right now, and then pay more attention to what's happening in urban areas. Mm-hmm. As we said, both of us come out of, of the kind of urban areas, cities right there, and understand to some extent what happens in cities. Who makes choices? Mm-hmm. When the gentrification was happening in San Francisco, nobody looked at at who the most vulnerable were. Right. Mm-hmm. You know. Right. All they saw is that it was money in the in, in the in the coffers. You know. Mm-hmm. And when the tech industry moved up from Silicon Valley, near right. San Jose, and everything moved up there, they didn't care about who was the most vulnerable mm-hmm. people. Yeah. Who would have been? You have homeless people all over San Francisco yeah. now. Yeah. You have renters all over West Oakland yeah. now. West Oakland was a place at least you could find decent, affordable housing, renting right there. No longer that's the case, you know, because the encroachment on San Francisco now spread to West Oakland, and they call West Oakland now East San Francisco. Yeah. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So all these ones, and who lives there? Us. Mm -hmm. We live there. We live in those places. And we had to, we had to, we had to get a hold of it. We had to say, in the same way in which we built movements in the past, in the same way in which we mobilized to do this, Bernie Sanders is only a candidacy, and as president, represents the possibilities that are available to us. Yes, yes, absolutely. So uh, another question of mine, because I have a friend who is registered to vote, but he doesn't believe in the system of voting because he feels that 
uh, you know, how the he feels that the election was stolen last election, like how some maybe some of the Russians had uh, uh, infiltrated the, the voting system. And some that don't really believe in the voting system um, maybe had lost hope in that. Like, what are some things that, that are key to as the young generation that maybe have lost a little hope as the generation that has fought and won many victories? Like, what are you saying to us in this time? Well, I think. The propaganda that the Russians stole, you know, is what this country constantly does to keep up off, off balance. Mm-hmm. But I will say there's problems in the Democratic Party, too. Right. You know, um, superdelegates, electoral college. Bernie Sanders had eight appointees to a uh, historical reform group being appointed to the Democratic National Council yeah. after the election. Hillary had 10. I was one of Bernie's eight. We tried to get those things changed. They still wouldn't go for it. Mm. The Democrat Party needs to be totally reformed also. Right. But the fact is, too many people don't vote. Martin Luther King gave his life and other people. There you go. That's what the civil That's rights movement is about. Yeah. And now all of a sudden we can't just step back and say, we got to get out there and vote in large numbers. Yeah. I remember, even though I had problems with Obama, when my mother, who was in the hospital in her 90s, when Obama got elected. And I left it on my phone for a long time. She just called and left a message screaming, we did it, we did it. Wow. They didn't know, but she, her great-grandmother, being a slave and coming from where they were to this, mm-hmm. go back to Bernie. In uh, December 1918, James Sanders Institute called 280 of us together in Burlington, Vermont. That's where the New Green Deal came from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bishop Tutu went to the Copenhagen Accord a couple of years ago when CNN involved, because 200 countries had signed on. Right. CNN said, uh, Bishop Tutu, what do you think about all these countries being involved? Do you think that can work? I mean, you've been to the civil rights movement, the apartheid mm-hmm. movement. Mm-hmm. He said, look, there's a difference of opinion amongst people of color, class, yeah. and everything all the time. Yeah. Yeah. But eventually we can correct it. Yeah. He mm-hmm. said, but we ain't got but one planet. Yeah. If yeah, we don't take care of that. Just the one. We one can planet. all forget it. That's what it's, yeah. Yeah. Just the one. Just the one. I mean, uh, I, I think a number of moments in, in our lives, we question the value of voting mm-hmm. and being part of the system. Yes. We ran candidates, and some of those candidates were marginali- marginalized in some ways. But I, I think that we have the greatest opportunity at this particular moment yes, sir. in the public space right. of using mm-hmm. using voting and voting and having information, having information is our, our best tool to change this, mm. to continue a struggle for justice. It con- it's a continuation. Right. It's been the struggle from the first time that there was slaves that brought here. It's been a struggle from the, from the moment of the, the Bacon Rebellion in right. 1679, a struggle from, uh, from, from the the emancipation, the post, the post pre-Civil War struggle right. to abolish slavery. Right. It's been a struggle. It's been a struggle. And it's always been, to some way, what, what as, as King would quote Carlisle, no lie lasts forever. Mm. Yeah. We have an opportunity to right here and to transform it. If we put together our energy and we put together our, our, our collective consciousness yeah. to do this, yeah. something could happen yeah. here. Yeah. That's possibly going to happen, and something is happening. Yeah. So we're in a moment where something is happening. Yeah. You know, 
the, the, the millennials and the me generation and all that, they've gone by, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's my thing, and I do my thing, and you do your thing. Right, it's right. gone by. Right. It's gone us by. now. Yeah, it can't yeah, be anything yeah, but us. Yeah. Okay. You know? Let me tell you, if Brian right. gets elected, he's going to call on Danny and on other people. All the people of color to help him put together a cabinet. There you go. That's people. the key. And we're going to reach out to some of you young people yeah. with that kind of intelligence to participate right. in that. Okay. Well, hey, man, thank you for coming out, man. I mean, this has been real good. This is the Black Community Radio Station. This is where everybody come in our community over here. And thank you, Danny Glover. Thank you, Mayor Newport. You know, and man, hey, if yeah, you get a chance, come right. back. And thank yeah. you all for having us. Yeah, come back. And send us people. Send yeah, us people. Send yeah. people right yeah. here. You know, because we tell our stories our way. Well, it's because of Bernie's campaign yeah. that week, Dan and I got invited. We've been running all over the place. I, I know in, you have. I was in Washington for six days a couple yeah. of weeks nice. ago. Nice. Danny called me and said, where you at, baby? I said, I'm in Washington. I'll be going in a couple of days. He said, don't pack your bag. We going don't to unpack North Carolina don't and South unpack Carolina. It, huh? yeah. Y'all on the campaign trip. Where, where, where do you go when you leave here? Whatever we're going to We know we're going to be in Georgia. Okay, yeah, somewhere yeah, in Georgia, yeah, huh? And he's going yeah. right from here to New York. Okay. Wow. Right. Oh, Beautiful. man. Beautiful. Well, we love you, brothers, man. You yeah. know, wisdom is always needed. And uh, don't forget about us here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yeah. You know, we right here, Black Wall Street yes, and all of that. You know, we got some history down here. Yeah. You know, so you, come, got, you got some ideas that we got to grasp. Oh, uh, yeah. No one of us knows it all. Yeah, yeah right, right. That's so right. that's what we're going to do. So yes, thank you all, okay? All right. We're on a Bobby Eaton show where we tell our stories our way every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. And we just got off uh, the air talking to some iconic brothers, actor Danny Glover and former Berkeley, California Mayor Gus Newport. So we're on Bobby Eaton show. So continue to listen. Coming up next, supporters of families of sickle cell disease. with Midtown Embroidery. We do it all from any type of promotional, from screen printing, embroidery, school uniforms, Greek lettering, workwear, monogramming. There's no job too big or too small and no location too far.